You've heard me talk about my preferred fish oil brand, Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Well, I'm happy to report that they also offer a great line of premium quality, clinically relevant, professional-grade products which help support optimal immune function, including quercetin, NAC, Viracon, and Allerc. Quercetin supports healthy sinus and respiratory function. NAC delivers antioxidant support. Viracon is a unique herbal formula for comprehensive immune system support. And Aller-C provides respiratory histamine and sinus support. I'm so impressed with these products that I took them with me on my recent trip to Iceland. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients products are formulated by healthcare professionals utilizing peer-reviewed research, bioavailable and bioactive ingredients in therapeutic doses. I take them and use them in my practice. Just go to vitalnutrients.co and check them out. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin, registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I maintain a private practice here in New York, and I practice with Dr. Ronald Hoffman. If you'd like to make an appointment, 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. If you'd like to email me with questions, that you'd like to hear me weigh in on, or topics of interest that you'd like to hear me weigh in on, uh, that email is questions at drhoffman.net. That's questions at drhoffman.net. I want to talk to you about some data from the Framingham Heart Study Framingham Heart Study, you've all heard of it, but it launched in 1948 following a cohort of people from Framingham, Massachusetts. That's why it's called the Framingham Study. And its its aim, its objective was to follow a cohort of people to see what characteristics, what are the risk factors that determine cardiovascular disease. What are the risk factors for cardiovascular disease? How many have them? And so on. Well, now they're into their third generation. And this latest data is that this Framingham data link high omegas, meaning the omega-3 fatty acids that you find in fish, in grass-fed beef, with better midlife brain health. So new data from the third generation of the Framingham Heart Study indicate that higher red blood cell omega-3 concentrations, more omega-3 concentrations in the bloodstream, correlate with healthier brain structure and better cognitive function in midlife. And the study also suggests that the effects of omega-3 fatty acids on the brain are mediated to some degree 
by the apolipoprotein E, that ApoE genotype. Now there's ApoA, B, C. The ApoE genotype is said to be most closely associated with Alzheimer's disease. Okay. Now, in multivariable models, higher omega-3 index was associated with larger hippocampal volumes and better abstract reasonings. The hippocampus is the part of the brain responsible for the retention, the coding of memory. So those with higher omega-3 was associated with larger hippocampal volumes and better abstract reasoning. And by the way, this is all published in the journal Neurology, but I'm bringing this to you from the journal Holistic Primary Care, which is a really, really nice journal. So the the researchers say our results, albeit exploratory, suggest that higher omega-3 fatty acid concentrations are related to better brain structure and cognitive function. Several previous epidemiological studies have shown correlations between omega-3 levels, improved brain function, and attenuated risk of stroke or dementia. But interventional studies with omega-3 supplements or high omega-3 diets have given variable and inconclusive results. The researchers, the colleagues, surmise that this is because nearly all previous studies have involved elderly subjects in whom brain changes may already be advanced and cognitive impairment is entrenched. Now that stands to reason. I'll give you some examples of previous studies where they say, omega-3, fish oil doesn't work, don't bother. Well, if they were talking about cognition, dementia, all of that, if they've, if they've done the study in a group of elderly individuals where cognitive impairment was already present and advancing, that would be kind of tough. And often in the case of supplements, micronutrients like omega-3 fatty acids and macronutrients as such, uh, they often don't give enough. The dosage is not high enough to make a difference. I mean, if you're testing vitamin C, you don't want to test the RDA, which may be as low as 60 milligrams of vitamin C a day. You want to test 500. You want to test 2,000, right? So coming back to this, the new Framingham study is the first to look at the relationship between omega-3 index, which is the relative percentage of DHA and EPA in the red blood cell membranes, and brain structure and function in middle-aged individuals. So the omega-3 index more accurately reflects overall dietary intake of omega-3 fatty acids over the prior three months than does measurement of plasma omega-3 levels at isolated points in time. Quote, in the brain, DHA 
is incorporated into neuronal and glial cell membranes. These are main brain cells, particularly in gray matter and synapses. Both DHA and EPA are metabolized into bioactive molecules involved in neurogenesis, that is the production of brain cells, neurotransmission, and inflammation resolution. So this new study, studies a younger population, this new study involved 2,183 dementia and stroke-free participants who had a mean age of 46 years. When the Framingham research first launched in 1948, it involved over 5,000 subjects, 5,000 participants. This is now the third generation. And this is 2,183 dementia and stroke-free participants who had a mean age of about 46 years old. A majority of the subjects were from the Framingham third-generation cohort, meaning that they're the grandchildren of the participants in the original Framingham Heart Study from 1948. The investigators also included over 900 subjects from the Framingham Omni 1 and 2 cohorts comprised exclusively of non-white individuals. Now, over half of the participants are women, 53% are women, and 22% are carriers of the ApoE4 gene. That's the gene most closely associated with dementia, particularly Alzheimer's. Now, nearly 60% held college degrees or higher. The median omega-3 index reading was 4.6, which the researchers state is consistent with cohorts of a similar age, but slightly lower than older cohorts. And now, what's important about this study, say the researchers, is that it replicates what we saw in the Framingham offspring 10 years ago in subjects who had an average age of 66. However, this study represents generation three, their kids essentially, who had an average age of 46. Now, all participants underwent brain MRIs to measure total brain volume, total gray matter, and hippocampal volume as well as white matter hyperintensity volumes. They also took an array of standardized neuropsychological tests close to the times of the MRIs to assess their episodic memory, logical memory, processing speed, executive function, and abstract reasoning. Now, the structural and functional differences after controlling for a range of demographic and biometric variables and potentially confounding factors, the Framingham investigators 
found a clear correlation between omega-3 index readings and hippocampal volume on MRI. Mean hippocampal volume for the participants were in the top three quartiles for omega-3 index versus those in the lowest quartile. Quote, every standard deviation unit increase of the omega-3 index was related to larger hippocampal volumes relative to intracranial volume. The difference was statistically significant, and the general correlation also held for EPA and DHA levels independently of the omega-3 index. And again, this is in the journal Neurology this year. 2022. Participants with DHA levels in omega-3 index readings in the upper three quartiles had larger total gray and cortical gray matter volumes. This is desirable as compared with those in the bottom quartile. And notably, there was an association between higher omega-3 index, higher DHA levels, and lower white matter volumes. Cerebral white matter uh, hyperintensities are regions where macrostructural brain damage that correlate with neurocognitive and neuromotor decline. So they're talking about the sections of brain involved in in neurocognitive decline, neuromotor decline, the impact of these omega-3 fats. So in addition to the structural changes, omega-3 levels also correlated with differences in cognitive performance. Specifically, higher levels of all omega-3 parameters, EPA, DHA, and the omega-3 index were associated with significantly better performances on the similarities test, which is a standardized assessment of abstract reasoning. It's called the similarities test. This correlation remained robust after adjusting for vascular risk factors, you know, risk factors for stroke. So let's talk about the impact of the APOE gene. The Framingham researchers found that the APOE4 status had some effect on the relationship between omega-3 levels and indicators of brain health. For example, the positive relationship between higher DHA levels and increased hippocampal volume, which is desirable, was only present in participants who were non-carriers of the APOE4 gene. It was not seen in carriers of the gene. So that mutation is problematic, right? But on the other hand, the reduction in the white brain matter seen in connection with higher EPA, DHA, and omega-3 index levels was only found in the APO 
E4 carriers. Carriers also showed a relationship between increasing EPA levels and better performance on the similarities test, which wasn't seen in the non-carriers. So, quote, stratification by APOE status in our study suggested distinct potentially protective associations of omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids with gray and white matter. The clinical significance of these APOE-related effects is not entirely clear, they say, but given that APOE has a role in the transport and the metabolism of lipids and is involved in the movement of omega-3 fatty acids into the brain, it makes sense that gene-based variations in APOE would influence the relationship between circulating omega-3 levels and brain function. The Framingham authors note that their findings are in line with population studies suggesting differential effects by APOE status in the association between omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids and neurocognitive indicators. Quote, it has been suggested that APOE4 carriers have different patterns of brain, activ- of brain activity at younger ages, including large white matter volumes, better white matter integrity, as well as better attention. And alternatively, the beneficial effects of omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids on brain white matter may occur through other pathways related to reductions of vascular risk that may contribute to cerebral small vessel disease. The researchers believe APOE status is an important consideration for future studies of the impact of omega-3s on brain health. It is a factor that has usually been overlooked in past studies, and it could account for some of the discrepancies between observational studies showing robust correlations between omega-3s and brain health and interventional studies giving equivocal outcomes. So the message, start early. Past interventional studies may also be hindered by the fact that most of them tested diet or supplement interventions in elderly people who already have significant cognitive impairment. This is what I mentioned earlier. In other words, the interventions are started too late in the course of the disease. Quote, Epidemiological and intervention studies suggest omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids may be most beneficial to preserve brain health from early midlife, as our study suggests, and just before the onset of moderate cognitive changes, end quote. Quote, what's more important about this study is that it replicates what we saw 
in the Framingham offspring 10 years ago in subjects who had an average age of 66. However, this study represents generation three, their kids who had an average age of 46. So the results of this study show that low red blood cell DHA levels are associated with smaller brain volumes and a, quote, vascular pattern of cognitive impairment. Even in persons free of clinical dementia, this suggests, they say, that intervening early and maintaining an optimal omega-3 index could play an important role in staving off cognitive decline as well as dementia and Alzheimer's in the long term. And again, I'm bringing this to you from Holistic Primary Care. These results were published in the journal Neurology. The lead author was Claudia Satizabel. Claudia Satizabel, that's with the that's with the letter S, Satizabel, PhD, if you want to go look it up. Very, very important. So how do we increase our omega-3s? You want to eat more wild salmon, wild Alaskan salmon, not the farm-raised stuff. They're fed awful stuff. Unless it's an organic farm-raised, that fish meal will be better. But wild Alaskan salmon, I know it's expensive, is the best source. Other great sources of omega-3s, sardines, anchovies, a good fish oil supplement, right? Grass-fed beef, not the commercially raised stuff. The grass-fed, grass-finished beef contains more omega-3 fatty acids than the commercial stuff. You see, there are different ways of getting it. And for biochemically, your your desaturase uh, pathways to be operating optimally You need, of course, the other vitamins, minerals, micronutrients. You need your B vitamins, magnesium, zinc, selenium, all of these. You need ample nutrition, adequate protein sources, and the proper sources of omega-3s. Eat whole unprocessed food the way it's found in nature and take good quality supplements. want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In. This is Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mudin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212 212- Seven seven nine one seven four four. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.